Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In all of our lessons today, they dealt with two types of people, the haves and the have-nots. In our gospel lesson, we started out with an individual simply known as the rich man. It's interesting to note that the rich man does not get named by Jesus. Perhaps he was not written in the Lamb's book of life. The gospel starts out, there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linens and he lived in luxury every day. He lived in luxury every day. That sounds nice. I don't know if I would wear purple every day like this guy, but I would want some fine linens and I wouldn't mind living in luxury. And in the Old Testament lesson, we see some other people who are living the high life. Let's take a look at their luxurious lifestyle. The scripture says these things. You lie on beds inlaid with ivory and you lie lounge on your couches. You dine on choice lambs and fattened calves. You strum away on your harps like David and improvise on musical instruments. You drink wine by the bowlful and use the finest lotions. Now, their lifestyle sounds pretty nice. (laughs) I like comfortable beds. I like good clothes. I like good food. I like good music. And I even enjoy good wine. Maybe not by the bowl full, but I enjoy it by the glass full. These things that we have, they're not necessarily bad in themselves. But we should not spend all of our time desiring them or putting all our efforts towards the luxuries in this life. Our epistle lesson tells us that people who want to get rich, they fall into temptation and a trap, and they fall into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into great ruin and destruction. For the love of money, it is a root of all kinds of evil. evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and they have pierced themselves with many griefs. Notice, not all, but some people. When we try to keep these things or, or gain them, the Bible says that we lead ourselves into all sorts of temptations. The question can be asked, what's gained by these things? If I get the finest house, the nicest car, I always wanted a Jaguar. I mean, I did. I would look at the website and I'd put my car together. And I mean, I'm never going to get it with this gig. But. <laughs> but the answer is, what do we gain from getting these things? Nothing. The Bible says that we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. These things that we long for, it's food that perishes. It does not last to eternal life. 
Let's take another look at our gospel lesson. Jesus tells us that the rich man lived in luxury every day, but at his, but at his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat. He longed to eat what fell from the rich man's table. And even the dogs came and licked his sores. Here, a second person is brought into the picture. His name, Lazarus. Remember that the rich man was not told to us by Jesus, but the name of this poor man covered in sores is written down in the Bible for all eternity. God's heart is towards this man. The Bible says that Lazarus was laid at the door of the rich man. He was put in front of him. He did not put himself there, implying he could not walk. This is interesting because sometimes God puts opportunities for us to witness in in our paths. The same thing happened to the rich man when Lazarus was put in his path. And Lazarus longed for the scraps that would fall from his table. But his longing, it's not implied that this longing was satisfied. The rich man probably thought, Lazarus, you should get a job. (laughs) But God wanted to give the rich man an opportunity to give. Now God is the richest father of all. And we were laid outside of God's gates because of all the sins that we were committed. But he did not hold back. He gave us the waters of holy baptism to wash our sins away, to wash our sores. And when God would not let the dogs lick our wounds, he washed them himself with water and the word. He gave us his son, who took our disease upon himself and he killed it on the cross. And today, we as a congregation, we carried little Adeline to the door of the rich man, our Heavenly Father. And he did not close his doors, nor did he ignore our prayer. Instead, our Heavenly Father broke open the doors. Jesus is the door for the sheep. And he brought little Adeline in off the street, and the father gave her his very heart by giving her his son, Jesus. Then the father will one day give her, as he now gives us, his his son's own body and blood for our food. And Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they never give us the scraps. They give us all they are. Our Father treats us very differently than the rich man treated Lazarus. The rich man thought that he was preserving his life by not giving things to this poor beggar, this poor man named Lazarus, which lived outside of his door. But we read on. The Bible said the time came for the, when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. Both of these men 
share the same fate that we all share. They all died. And they all had everlasting life. One would be in hell. The other would be in heaven. While the rich man was in Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and he saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. And he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip his hand in the water to cool my tongue, because I am in agony in this fire. The rich man's love of money in this world turned him into a beggar in the next. He was keeping his riches that he was unwilling to share so that he would not lose them. It cost him his very soul. This puts our lives into perspective. Does this gospel convict you? Abraham responded to the rich man's pleas with these words. Son or child. Remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set so that no one can go from here to there. From Abraham's response, we can see that it is better for us to be the beggar than the person who will not give. Remember that whatever we do unto the least of these, we do it unto Jesus. By the rich man's denying Lazarus, he was refusing to acknowledge Christ. If you are afraid to give because you do not want to give up your lifestyle, our Old Testament gives this warning. You will be among the first to go into the exile. Your feasting, your lounging, they will end. So now you might be wondering, well, what in the world should I do? Should I give away all that I have? Should I find a homeless person and give him my food? Should I give away an extra car to someone who is in need? It won't do you any good. You may not love money. Luxury may not be your vice. Paul gives you this advice if you are worried. But you, man of God, flee from all of this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called by the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. This whole story is saying, let go of this. Take hold of this. You're not going to impress God by giving to the poor. You're not going to gain heaven by giving to the poor. The only way that you get heaven is by remaining in Christ who washed away your sins. In this parable, you should see yourselves not as the rich person, no matter how much money you have. You are the Lazarus. 
you are the poor person. You have the sores of sin that you cannot get rid of. God is the rich man. If you think you're rich, you're mistaken. Just like that rich man in this story. He thought he had it all. He had nothing. He wouldn't have gained heaven by giving to the poor. But he needed to realize that he was in need. Just like Lazarus, just like you and me. When the love of money or luxury creeps up on us, we turn to the gifts of God in Christ Jesus for refuge. We trade in all that luxurious food. We say, I can eat it and I can enjoy it, but that's not where my hope is. My hope is from the food that comes from the altar of the Lord. Every good thing I have in this life comes from his good mercy. By this message, God wants to tell us we should not be prideful or place our trust in things. Place your trust in Christ. And the beautiful thing is, on the last day, all of us beggars will be gathered into the marriage feast in his kingdom, which will have no end. And now the peace that surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.